Welcome to I'm Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. My cousin Ruth is 93 years old. She says that most of the people in her life are so afraid she's going to die, they would just as soon wrap her up in tissue paper, tie a bow around her, and put her safely up on the shelf. But not you, Amy, she says. We have adventures. You're up for a little bit. We do things. When Ruth and I first met eight years ago, when she was 85, one of the things that we would do is go to my son Forrest's high school baseball games. Baseball season for high school students in Phoenix is March through May. Beautiful time of year. And I would pick Ruth up at her apartment complex. We'd drive out to East Mesa or Gilbert, wherever the field was that afternoon. And on the way, as we passed tract homes and office buildings and Circle Ks and strip malls, she'd tell me what the valley was like when she was growing up. The miles of open desert, the fragrant orange groves, the fields of cotton and watermelons. And we would just keep right on visiting when we got to the baseball game because baseball is kind of like that. Well, the players uh, pitched and hit and ran and fielded. Ruth would tell me about the kind of games that she played when she was a kid. One of my favorites was in the summer, she and her sister and cousins, they would walk from the farm at 27th Avenue and Bethany Home Road all the way over to where the Christown Mall is now. Before the Christown Mall was there, there was a field. And in that field was a giant bull with curved horns. They would spend an entire day getting a stick and taunting that bull until either the bull got bored or they got bored. And then they'd walk the couple miles home, hot, dirty, sweaty, happy. Once at a baseball game, Somebody hit a foul ball, and it knocked the glasses right off the woman next to Ruth. At another game, well, we arrived, and there weren't any benches to sit on. That was fine, because there was this beautiful patch of grass. We sat there, we visited, we watched the game. But when it was time to leave, Ruth couldn't get up. Fortunately, one of the other moms was a nurse. So she told me to get down on my hands and knees, so that Ruth could lean against me, and then she executed a perfect assisted lift. That day, as all the other days, when we got back to Ruth's apartment uh, complex, I stopped in the parking lot, she got out, I waved goodbye, because she always made it very clear that she did not need to be escorted personally to her door. One season, when the season ended, Forrest decided he really wanted to have some more skills practice, so he signed up for Summer League. He got put onto a team that was based in West Phoenix in Maryville. He got a yellow cap with a P for the Pirates, a yellow jersey, and he was set. He had his driver's license by then, so he would be able to go off to the games uh, himself. We went a few times and watched, but 
it got to be mid-July when the season was ending, and we wanted to catch one more, one more game. So Doug and I invited Ruth to go along with us, and she said yes. Well, it was a long drive over to Maryville from Tempe, and when we got there, we were already in the second inning. Apart from the players and the coaches, there was just one other fan there over in the, uh, the section for the uh, opposing team right by their dugout. But there were benches, and there was even a little bit of shade over the benches. And that was a good thing because it was Phoenix, July, mid-afternoon. You know exactly what it was like. Well, bottom of the fourth, Forrest hits a double. He knocks someone home. We all perk up. But definitely, Ruth is uncharacteristically quiet. I offer her a sip of water. She takes it. But a little while later, she says that she thinks it might be a good idea if we go stand over at the side of the field. There was a beautiful, huge mesquite tree there. We'd go stand in the deep shade. And so we walk over there. I went over there with her. And it was really shady there. It was nice. But right when we arrived, Ruth leaned up against the concrete block wall that marked the edge of the field, and she might as well have stepped into an oven. All of that heat that had been stored in that wall just went right into her body. Her face got red, then all the color drained from it, And then I yelled over to Doug that we needed to get out of there quick. Well, I don't yell that often. And I fully expected Doug to come running straight towards us to help me get Ruth into the car. He ran the other direction. I was trying to figure out what was going on until I realized he was running towards the car. He jumped in that car. He backed it up. He revved the engine. He went right on the sidewalk. He drove over to us where we were. I opened the door. I got Ruth in there. The car was already cool. Somehow in the midst of all that high-speed stuff he was doing, he'd managed to turn on the AC fully blast, too. And it was a good thing. Ruth said she needed a bathroom, and she needed it right away. And so Doug drove straight to a Circle K that we'd passed on the way in. And... I do want to note that while all this was happening and three-quarters of the fans were leaving in this dramatic way, baseball game was just proceeding normally, no problem. I stood outside that bathroom door wondering if I should be calling 911. Ruth came out a little while later. She told me she'd been wondering the same thing, but she decided against it. And that long drive back from Maryville to Tempe, It gave us all some time to reflect. I said that, I wasn't saying it like it was an excuse, but that I wondered if maybe having known that she'd always lived in the desert, she'd grown up in the desert, had just made me less aware to how she might be sensitive to the heat as an older person. And she said, it's not your responsibility to know what I can and can't handle. She said, it's mine. And... I knew this was going to be a lot. I just didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to admit that there was one more thing that I couldn't do anymore. What we all agreed on was that we would make a pact 
never to tell anyone that we had almost killed Ruth off, especially her daughter. When we got back to the apartment complex, Doug uh, got out of the car. He offered to walk Ruth to her apartment. She said she really didn't need it, but this one time she would make an exception if it would make him feel better. And so he did. Now, right around this same time in our neighborhood, this amazing new mural appeared on the side of the Boys and Girls Club, 100 feet long, a mural of a woman sleeping on her side, eyes closed, hand outstretched, holding a flower, her whole body wrapped in flowers and vines and then her bare feet. It was uh, painted by a local artist, Lauren Lee, who had done other work and I think maybe was best known for a mural that she did on Roosevelt Row called Three Birds. And that's what it was. Three birds, golden eyes, purple wings, just perched there on the side of a dilapidated old building watching the people and the traffic go by. It was a real favorite in the community. People loved to take selfies by the three birds. But being even that beloved was not enough to keep it from being demolished. That area was slated for new, de- new development. And so the building, the wall, the mural, all knocked down. And what I really love is what the artist said to the community mourning this loss. She said, think of the birds as flying now. Think of the birds as flying. So the next spring comes around, baseball season. Forrest is off at college, though, in Minnesota. It's just not quite the same going to a baseball game when he's not playing in it. And besides, even in March, it was unseasonably warm. So I called Ruth up, and I told her I had a new adventure planned for us. This one, once she got in the car, she wouldn't even need to get out of the car again until I had her back at her apartment. So I picked her up, and our first stop was to come right back to our house in Tempe. She'd been there a few months earlier when we'd taken out our old metal frame windows from our 1950s house and replaced them with new double-pane windows, wood frame. And what I really wanted her to see is what we'd done with the old windows, the old metal windows. We'd turned them into these trellises in our yard. So while she was ooing and aahing over those, Doug came out, he said hi, uh, gave her a hug through the window, and then off we went to our next stop. And that was the biggest mulberry tree in our neighborhood. Again, I parked in the shade, I got out. The sidewalk there was already stained purple from the berries dropping and then people crushing them as they went by. I stood up on my tiptoes, I reached for what I hoped was the sweetest, ripest, juiciest berry. When I found it, I picked it, and I handed it to Ruth through the window. She closed her eyes, put it in her mouth, and when she opened her eyes, she grinned so wide I could see how purple her tongue was. You won't believe it, she said. I hardly believe it myself, but I used to climb to the very top of that mulberry tree on our farm. I believe it, I said. It's 
that's why we're here. And I grabbed her a few more berries, handed them through the window, and then off we went to the last stop. The last stop was that mural um, that I was telling you about. I parked on the other side of the street so that Ruth could take in the whole view. The woman on her side, eyes closed, flower in the hand, her body sheltered in the, in the flowers, in the vines, and then her bare legs, her bare feet, and perched on them, three birds with golden eyes and purple wings. I told Ruth the whole story, what had happened, the demolished building, the lost mural, the birds, and what the artist said about the birds flying away. And they had flown, and they had now landed in this mural in our neighborhood. One of them perched on the woman's calf, another on the curve of her heel, another on her toes, and above them, stars were shining in this beautifully painted teal blue sky. We watched it for a while, silently. I wonder where the birds will fly to next, Ruth said. Thank you. If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.